You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of ADD Space. I'm your host, Aaron Rand Freeman, but with me, the actual host, CEO, CFO, owner, proprietor, lead therapist, travel czar, um, art, head art designer, social media maven, Elise Bacon Bacon, how are you? Hello, I'm late tired. Why? Why would anyone be tired? We Why wait? I I literally have the perpetually fatigued disease. Like I don't want to tell you. Have you considered? Have you? Let's see. Let's try. Let's see what things unhelpful things we have. You tried alkaline water, bacon. Alkaline water. But I'm not a battery. Um. Have you gone to a ket a keto diet? Keto, keto diet. I actually can't do a keto diet. My body does not like keto. How about sat lowering your intake of saturated fats? I don't actually eat a lot of those. Have you tried living, laughing, and loving? Uh, I do, but I've found that being a professional hater is much uh, better for my health. Hatois? Yes. Hatois? And with us, the other professional hatois. Also a Grammy Award winning writer. My guy, you're killing it. You're killing me. Writer, social commentator, thought leader, Observer, activist, creator, game critic, author, speaker. Jeffrey Russo. Jeffrey uh, officially Russo. not here for your bullshit on social media. Not here. Also, we did his laundry before 8 a.m. on a Saturday. Jeffrey Russo, ladies and Gold! gentlemen. Jeffrey Russo. Hello. Um, I I do my laundry early on Saturday. That is true because I like to... Um, be punctual and stuff as an adult you know um but, uh yeah it, a negro with funny. a sense of time which honestly one of us needs to be because none of us here except for you is <laughs> what you what's, what, what's funny is that um i i stick to that so hard it's like a friend of mine would say hey what are you doing to such a stuff i'm like uh i thought i get the laundry done whatever I'm going to go to the barbershop and get my lineup, too, because I'm not going anywhere looking ugly, too, all right? You're sticking to a schedule, all right? These are the things all, I do to help me maintain myself. All, all I know is that there are two... Um, on this... On the third day of uh, International Negro Month, <laughs> I am here with the facts that there are two types of niggas. There are niggas who are on time because they are early for everything. And then there are niggas who are late to everything. And there is no in-between. Yeah. So thank you for representing the timely Negroes. I realize 
in my internal development that um, I wasn't untimely. I didn't want to be where I had to be. And I realized there's, you know, there's some folks who just have a bad with time for various reasons. Your brain juices, you, you lose time. Like, it's fine. But, like, it wasn't I was losing time. I deeply and profoundly did not want to be where I had to be. Anywhere I had to be. So I was, uh, I, I realize now as I'm older and there are places where I want to be. I am 15 minutes early, Negro. Sometimes half an hour. You know, when you when you I go I show up to class sometimes so early, it's in that awkward 20 minute window where your professor just sitting there in a room with one other person not doing shit. I'm in that awkward early window where they don't know what to do with you and they can't leave because it's their classroom. They can't not be in the room. And I'm not leaving because I paid to be here. So I'm sitting the fuck down. <laughs> You're on campus? Yeah. Gross. Gotta be on campus. I gotta try again trying to trying to be of the people a little bit. <laughs> gotta do it. I can I'm I'm, I'm I am it's very okay. easy to be very isolated here in Texas because I came here mm-hmm. during the end of the world. I don't know nobody. And Texas is wide as fuck. I don't know anybody. I, I'm sorry, they're COVID spreaders. I literally yeah. can't. There are so <laughs> many white people that even with my mutant ability to spawn Negroes. I still have so much work to do that I, I, I it is um, accidentally isolating based on the circumstances. Now, am I there all day? No. Do I take one class? Yes. No. Two. One. Yeah. So I'm not there all day and I'm in and out. And uh, yeah, but the, the, the people do help. I will own that. It is kind of nice. And um, they tell you not to bring any guns. My favorite bit in Texas are they don't bring your guns into this building signage, including like, and it'll be inside the building. So it's like, it'll be, don't bring your guns to the campus. And then there'll be lockers and like, these lockers aren't for guns. And then there'll be like passive storage. And it'll be like, this storage isn't for guns. Like, what the fuck? I think that's actually a federal law. You can't have a gun on campus. Oh, man. Yes. I, I like, for all of the conversation around like school shootings, like you are actually legally not allowed to bring a gun on campus. Yeah, no guns. No guns and no drugs. So, with that said, um, happy, happy Black History Month to all my folks in the African diaspora. <laughs> That's right. Because. Um, Listen, I'll be real. I'm the never on time Negro. Like it's actually a joke. Because um, I, uh, I I do hardcore raiding, and that raid is the only thing I have ever been consistently on time for in my entire life. And I mean that. I have not been on time to a job. I've worked at places for over three years, and my ass can't be on time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am incapable. I will want to be somewhere. My ass is not going to be there on time. I think my co-healer just terrifies me. <laughs> um, you know what's what, what's funny about like being on time was that uh, so like a couple of weeks ago I went to Magfest for the first time. Shout out, shout out to the homie Javon because he he called me. And he said, "Hey, you want to come to Magfest and then be on a panel?" And I also did my first in-person panel with Javon Ooh, and Latoya. Peterson. and thank you and 
I have this thing when when I when I go on a flight, when I go on a flight, I have this thing where like I'll get I don't get anxiety, but I always think, damn. I double check everything, but it's just like, please, please let me not forget something, right? That's my only thing. I don't like everything else is I don't like I always leave ahead of time or I don't have to rush because I don't have social anxiety, but I don't like when when people are like jittery and stuff like that, especially in you no know, airport. You know what I'm saying? So I make sure I have enough time, blah, blah, blah. I take my time where, where they'll be like, oh, okay, remove your belongings, yada, 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 all that good stuff. But for whatever reason, I'm telling you both, whatever reason, as soon as my ass steps into the airport, I always remember, damn, I forgot something. It'll either be a book I intended to read, uh, or like a little notebook to write my thoughts about whatever the case may be or whatever in my journal, just like writing scripts or whatever. And this time it was a charger for both my headphones and my phone. And then I just thought, God damn it. As soon as I landed in Maryland, I was just like, help. I don't want these things to like die. And, and, and the thing is like where MAGFest is at, like you literally just walk like a block or two and there's like a CVS right there. And yes, USB chargers, like why they cost as much as they do in store, I'll never understand. It's a fucking ripoff, but whatever. Now, now I will say, as a South Florida boy, as a South Florida boy, people that live in the DMV, you Negroes are different. All right. It's not just the Negroes. I'm going to say this real quick. Hold on. Wait. I'm going to say this real quick. Shout out to Justin. Justin in the DMV. Y'all different, man. Because it's like, I went out there. It was like 25 degrees. And yeah, I dressed warmly and I was fine. Whatever. I just thought, there is no way I could live here. Like, yeah, I'm visiting for like maybe three or four days or whatever, blah, blah, however long MacFest was. And then my homie been there for like, I think he's like almost 30. And I'm like, oh, how do you do it? Like how, like the whole, like every other time I was there, we were just hanging out. I was just like, man, how do you do it? And then he just gave me, he was like, hey, it's just one of those things. And of course I met, obviously I met other black people who live out in the DMV too, um, while I was out there and, and other people. And I'm just like, man, like, I don't know how y'all do it, but that's, that's not even the most amazing thing. When I went to MacFest, li listen to me good, listen, this, this is what really tripped me out. Imagine it's like 25 degrees out there, right? 25 degrees or like 30. And I'm there, I'm bundled, I'm like, I'm like chilly or whatever. And, and I'm going to the restaurant, get food to eat, and I'm hanging out with people. Imagine, it's that cold outside. And you see people wearing cosplay looking like Dante from Devil May Cry. Or like, like 2B from Nier. And I'm like, how? 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 Like the math in my head is like, y'all not cold? Oh, they're having too much fun. That had to be what it was because, like, the amount of times I would just walk by people and it's just like, was Yeah, you're wearing that cosplay and it's this cold outside. Was it windy or was it cold? Yes, yes, it was windy, Aaron. It was 12 with like wind chill. Yeah, those people are out there dedicated work in that they were working that con that, that convention. I mean, it'd be like that, it was like that in New York, it's the same premise. Folks were out here. My favorite was the um, was a young lady dressed like Felicia from Darkstalkers when it was um, at a, and it was about maybe twenty two degrees outside. We were out near the water, so it's like there's just unimpeded like straight line wind into your body, and she's just like Felicia, full stop. 
and kudos to her and um, kudos to those people. But also, I... you also, you, you know, you, you Southerners are of low constitution when it comes to the weather. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. I'm just saying like, I'm here and like, the, the, the reaction to when um, Texas goes down to about 30, you would think that not only is it negative um, 15, but ice monsters have emerged from the blizzard <laughs> and are taking <laughs> civilians. And it's critically important that you um, get inside the house while the Avengers sort out the issues, stay inside the house. It's incredibly dangerous. Um, yeah. So it's a regional issue. Um, it's one of the things about living in Texas that's really weird is that when it gets below a certain temperature, everything shuts down because there's no infrastructure. But the temperature is like 20, 30 degrees. So it's like, I'm outside. I'm like, cool. I'll put on two shirts and a jacket and a hoodie. Let's go. And then the entire street is barren and bone silent. I'm like, guys, please. There were folks out night. There were folks outside grilling in like minus twenty degree weather somewhere in Europe. We must understand there must be perspective. But you know, I was sitting here and this is this is um everyone in this house that I live in with Erica, my life partner, stops doing chores when it gets below a certain like all of a sudden like <laughs> the path to from the inside of the house to the garbage becomes perilous and bags of garbage start winding up in places that are not outside but not inside. And I'm like, none of you can get to around the, the walk from upstairs to downstairs and around the corner to the garbage can is shorter than the walk to downstairs to the kitchen. I'm just saying, and that's the most southern shit I see is when it gets too cold, all of a sudden chores start taking odd shapes and start happening at weird cadences. All of a sudden the garbage can goes is not, not out and it's just like, guys what what's funny to me is like the funniest thing i saw when i was in magfest i went outside and it was like i want to say 22 degrees or was it in the middle of the day i forget i saw this dude who was wearing nothing but a t-shirt and shorts he looked like me when i'm here in florida and i was just like man y'all built different man yep like truly listen you know shout out to our midwest listeners out here out here who live regularly in negative 20 negative well i think one way sometimes it gets negative 50 there there was definitely a negative 50 and uh like the second it's like like 20 degrees and bitches are naked listen if i don't have to be outside long i'm not necessarily putting on a jacket when it's 30 degrees and you would think the amount of southern care that emerges from places i go into for like errands whether i go into cvs or whatever else i go and the people behind the register, they treat me like I—they treat me like an unhinged time traveler. Like I just it came from a portal and burst into the store and woke up, because they don't understand why I'm not wearing a jacket, and it never fails. You're not cold? No, I'm not, because I had to go from my car twenty feet to the store and back to my car. This doesn't matter. It's just thirty degrees. Now, am I going to be sitting there um laying down tarmac? like this no but still it's not it i'm sorry guys it's not the same the, the way the way my back reacts absolutely the fuck not my ass is in five layers even if it's for like two seconds like yeah. the second i'm out that door i am bundled yeah 
My but I also friend. like I've also got all of the uh, you know the jokes where it's just like oh I'm pretty sure it's gonna rain today because of my uh, my hips mm-hmm. acting up and I, mm-hmm. I I've got all of that essentially now so it's just like no we're just not we're we're just we're just not. Like if, if 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 my neck gets too cold, I have like spasms down my back. Absolutely mm. not. We're we're we we are not having this conversation with nature. I am not for five goddamn minutes. I am not. I remember. Oh, go on. Oh, I was I was gonna say really quick. Like I remember, like because the Gaylord Resort is so massive. And Magfest is like taking place with like multiple floors, and there was like twenty five thousand people there, mind you, right? So it's just like imagine it's split up in between those floors where like people are listening to music, doing arts and crafts, or at the um, exhibition hall buying whatever stuff to their hearts content, whatever. But the thing is, there's still doors that lead outside, right? So I was I was walking with places with people, and we were just talking, and I only because I'm not going outside, I'm not obviously dressed like super warmly because I'm still within the resort or hotel, but I would forget and I would just have my jacket and a shirt on and I would just feel that cold snap of Maryland next to the water. Air just blow through as people are walking through the doors and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I'm just like, ugh. You know, I just get one of those. Like, y'all can't see, y'all can't see visually as you're listening to me, but I just did one of those shivers like Aaron and Bacon, like understand. I was just like, ugh. And I'm and trying to hold a conversation, right? And it was hilarious. And, and, and I looked at other people. There was someone, I am forgetting their name right now. Uh, crud, I'm forgetting their name right now. I am so sorry. If you're listening to this, you're going to be mad because I, we be kicking on the Discord. But anyway, like they themselves are also Caribbean. And then I'm looking at them I'm like, how you, how, how you specifically one of my island people and you're fine? And then they're like, well... I've just been doing this a lot longer. I'm like, okay, that's fair. And and I understand. I can't keep saying, well, I'm from the South and I'm Haitian. I can't keep saying that because Haitian people out in Boston, they've been in Boston for decades. Also in Montreal, Canada, and those places get cold and also snow. I understand that. So if anyone want, oh, is about to like at me, telling me. Yeah, but you live in stuff. fucking Florida. Yeah, you, you live in right. Florida, yes. <laughs> But, uh, you're you know. you're 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 not you're not a Canadian Haitian. You're Florida Haitian. Right. It's the way you, you Yeah, you, I'm not I'm not Cape Trinata. It's different. Right. No, you you you're, 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 you you get below 60 degrees and you're bundled. Yo. Yo, like when I came back, I'm like, okay, I have a, like a different like understanding of like cold temperature or whatever. So like the thing is it's like I'll just go outside. I'll just like go to the gym in like a long sleeve shirt or whatever. And then I see people who are like in hoodies and bundled, and it's like fifty below sixty, and I'm like, I used to be like one of you, but it just took being out in the DMV. I told you about that one time, like I got really cold out in, in Brooklyn, right? I told y'all, no, I'm I'm pretty sure I did. Anyway, recap. I'm gonna recap super quick, super quick. <laughs> the first time I went to New York, I was hanging out with my homeboy Earl, and we just went to a uh, comedy show, or whatever. The thing was. I didn't really check the weather when I went out to New York, so that's okay. New I only York had like check the weather in New York. <laughs> I only had hoodies and like my bomber jacket or whatever, right? And the thing was that night, it got to like 28, 29 degrees. My ass was freezing. So mind you, he's fine because he lives there and he knows how to dress or whatever. So he's good. And he's looking at me, he's like, 
why, why, why didn't you, you know, <laughs> get something for the cold air? And then I'm freezing. It, it, it is Brooklyn. It is at like 10 o'clock at night. And we're walking blocks to the train station. And this Negro is looking at me. He's like, why didn't you prepare better? And then I'm like, well, I know now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> I will say. Um... Mind you, my skinny black ass was freezing until the train came for me to get back to my hotel and I sat here and I was like, this is a life lesson. I am learning. I have nothing else to do but freeze and learn. <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. I'm, I am going to make an executive decision and I'm going to ask how was MAGFest otherwise because I realized between my spine, Bacon's neck, you being from um, Florida, you being in Florida, we can talk about the weather for 45 yeah. minutes like we're just we can have an old negro <laughs> weather negro <laughs> chat and that would be the episode but that's um, not why you're here right so we need to redirect um, so after all the yada yada magfest was cool because uh the thing is that was my first in-person panel and i didn't realize that until i was talking to javon so the panel that Javon, Latoya, and myself had was like just being in the space that we occupied pertaining to games because Javon, he's a PhD student and a lot of his work is on video game research as it intersects with blackness. And Latoya, obviously, she's been in the games industry. She's a part of Glow Up um, Games Studio. And she's a really uh, cool and informative human being has a expansive journalism background, game development, all that stuff. Very, very cool. And then there's a little old me. I say that. But the thing is, I didn't, I didn't realize that within the three years of me doing my job, I just amassed so much information that's in my back of head. That's why um, Aaron and Bacon can probably attest to this. Whenever we have a random conversation about something pertaining to games industry, it's like, it's all of a sudden I turn into like, a black Rolodex, and then I'll say something. And the thing is, it's not like I'm like, and the thing is, when I'm responding to them, it's not like, oh, I just went to quick Google search. No, it's like in the back of my head. It's like, because of all the stuff that I do, it's like, oh, that's in my head. So anyway, we talked about things like, you know, why are layoffs happening in the industry? Why black and brown people and women tend not to get you know, venture capital funding and things like that. And, you know, I was just being honest with people. It was very cool. And as you two know, I don't do so great with the acolytes or whatever. I don't know if it's like a mental thing I do to myself to keep myself humble. I'm pretty sure that it is. Uh, imposter syndrome. Everybody gets it. Even people, that? With accolades, even people with accolades don't like say anything about the accolades. They're just like, what do you mean I got accolades? It's it's endlessly funny to me. I'm like, my nigga, you got like five awards. Like, what? Yes. Well, I, okay, I have one award, and I just learned very recently I'm up for a second, which is very cool. And what's funny is about that is that the same thing happened during MacFest. It's like, I didn't really mention it. And then the thing was, someone tagged me in another Discord. It's like, hey, you're from the That's so awesome. And I'm like, I'm what? Excuse me? Because I, I completely what? missed it. I completely missed the email in my mailbox, right? And... Yeah. I promise you not, a few minutes prior to, I literally just published an article where I talked to a, a senior black game developer 
about creating a brown person, specifically Samoan. And I'm talking about Malga from um, Overwatch. How they went about creating that character. And I said, and I thought, oh, this is why these people all like put me up for this award. Okay, I get it. I do that regularly. I get it. I like talking about brown people. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to do that. And I learned. And, and the funny thing is, I will say when I was at MAGFest as well, I was meeting people like Dr. Uh, Kishana Gray. She is very, very cool. Um, She's so cool. She is so cool. She's so nice, kind, and warm in person. She's um, absolutely delightful. Very, 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 very. It was so cool to talk to her and just like, just spend time just talking about things. And, you know, I'm talking to her, LaToya, and other folks. And the thing about my job that uh, I tend to not really think about or I forget is that a lot of my work allows me to talk about marginalized communities and people, you know, whom, let's be frank, who aren't like really the majority within the games industry. And, and I find like good, interesting reasons to like publish those features regularly not sometimes not every now and then i mean like regularly my nigga we here <coughs> at unreasonable fridays are familiar with your work and we know that you are out here on the daily on the regular pub publishing about these negroes and thank you and yeah, yeah sometimes you forget. Sometimes you forget. No, truly, I'll sometimes forget. you forget. Who forgets? I forget. I forget. Who forgets, Jeffrey? Who here forgets? I forget. You forget. <laughs> you forget about the old shit you write. You be writing about black and brown people all the fucking time. It's literally your goal as a profession. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, and the thing is, I, I'll be perfectly honest. It's very easy it's very easy to, I can't say it's very easy. It, it, the thing is, there's so many things going on in the games industry, like layoffs, and, and we'll be talking about that. That's a great segue to that, by the way, for example. And it would be, I don't want to use the word easy, but it, it, it's certainly, you could certainly just not do that. You could certainly just talk to this person, a part of this AAA studio. And just by the numbers, they would be a man in white and in charge and just doing like cool things. I'm not saying I don't take away from that. I'm not saying I haven't done that. I have done that. But it's just like I make it my business to tend to talk to people of marginalized identities, marginalized groups, and like how are they making the things they make? You know, it's something I, I, I take pride in, and, and I'm glad other people appreciate that. But but anyway, long story short, MAGFest is really cool. I'm coming back. I'm, I'm going to freeze my ass off next year. I'll find I'll find a panel and blah, blah, blah. I was connecting with people and seeing people for the first time. And also, I was hit with, you're that tall? And I do not take pictures of myself a lot, full body photos. And a lot of people do not think I'm as tall as I am. I still think about how Aaron was taken aback at when he saw a full body photo of me. Oh Not yes, you're a whole ass football player. I know you, 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 big nigger. I didn't, I didn't realize. I, I, okay. Just so I understand, I'm like six feet tall, and I'm probably anywhere from like 180, 185 max. You're big, bro. You catch passes. Let's catch passes, bro. I, I yes. Like that for you. I don't see the problem. Six feet, six feet, one ninety five. I, anyway. 
We're playing flag football. I expect you to physically dominate the person across from you. We're going to you. I don't know. I don't know if you think it's gonna happen. You're too big in the shoulders. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck you thought was gonna happen. You come play flag football, all that wide in the shoulders. You're gonna get the ball right in front of your face. Hands up. Body that person out. I don't see the problem. And it, it it's just funny to me because I realize I do not really take a lot of photos of myself like that. I was just like, oh, okay. No, you only you only take them glamour face shots. Like here's here's my here's this indie picture of me <laughs> drinking coffee or like look at me with this or the intellectual instagram picture with the book and be like yeah, i'm bro. reading yeah, literacy yeah your photography style is like quaint like that's the best way to describe it. it's just quaint you in a coffee oh house looking quaint you in your house quaint you got a little right now you got the fucking winter hat on looking quaint as hell better catch those passes over the middle move that nigga and catch the pass and then move them again <laughs> which, which is really funny because like no really he take he takes photos that you would expect from um spoken word niggas yes like a hundred percent so what comes across is actually sh- short man energy my man takes soft intimate photos of himself and posts that shit on the internet bro and then it's just like I write about black people, right? So I'm thinking five. I'm thinking five nine five ten one sixty. You six feet right. six one one ninety, my guy. Oh my god, big He's boy! Oh my god. Um. So with with that out of the way, <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, it it was a fun time. It was a fun time. I, I'm glad I went out there. Um. So the real reason why I'm here. Why are we the reason when I talk to Aaron and Bacon is that we are once again talking about this subject of layoffs. And what I'm going to do is to properly get us into that. I, of course, always want to know Bacon and Aaron's thoughts on that on a podcast, share them with the people and how we're just all thinking about that. So I was given that question uh, during my panel and Sometimes see up front, it's like, what do I think about these layoffs? And the thing is, they are a function of these companies whose revenues are just not all the time, but but they're massive or whatever, uh, or, or they're doing well, you know, what have you. They're they're institutions of capitalism. And I was asked the question of will they stop? I said no. Now before we continue, as of right now, by my count, by my count, from the start of the year up until now, there's been layoffs across, I want to say, 24, 25 companies. I I also want to interject on some of that because um, uh, there is the idea when we say, like, these are institutions of capitalism, that we're specifically speaking of U.S. and like U.S. companies, and that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just like this is just a pet peeve of mine right now. Mm-hmm. Well, not right now. It's I've been sitting on it for a minute. Um, we have a tendency to um, to just kind of like short do shorthand descriptions of like really complex 
theories uh without like taking into account that you can have like more than one economic system kind of happening at a time right um and th- that that like that is occurred like tencent is mm. not like china is not actually a capitalistic economic system the, does not have a capitalistic economic system though they do have capitalism in like some forms of it embedded into their economy because it's just not really a way to not, if that makes sense. And Tencent is one of the game companies that has uh, done massive layoffs in American companies mm. and European companies as well. Um, so that is something I do like to state. Like, it's not just a one-sided factor. Um uh, but yes, there there have been multiple layoffs across, uh, not not just gaming, but we are going to probably hone in specifically on gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but across uh, the entirety of the tech industry and just everywhere, <laughs> it's been we're in layoff time, and it's been kind of weird because. Um, uh, it, it, like I, 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 I wonder what it's gonna look like, like in a in a few months, because a lot of the the job data like lags behind. Uh, but like even with like massive companies, like we just like laid off ten thousand people. It's like no, our unemployment's still okay, job market's still okay, and I'm like, hmm, what metrics are being used? <laughs> right. I have questions. The thing, the thing about that is, so I'll, I'll, I'll use Microsoft because that's the most recent, even though prior to Microsoft's, uh, lay, uh, layoffs of 1,900 people, unity during like what we there we one go. was 1,800 people. Right. Wasn't that right after they pulled some bullshit too? That, um, if you're talking about letting go the old ceo because of the whole runtime fees yes because of the backlash of the runtime fees from yeah because that was egregious i was like i don't know what the fuck you're thinking unity yeah 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 yeah. um but specifically for microsoft so microsoft so so we find out that microsoft's laying off nearly two thousand people right but the thing is before them, Riot Games, just to use them as an example, because I saw this was used as an example on the site uh, where I work at. They officially announced that they were going 530 people. They put out an actual post on the site, very public. Hey, we, and it literally says, we don't want this to be a case of where the news is breaking, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're putting this out here. We're, we're going to be responsible enough to let you all know, yes, this is the thing. It's right here on the site. You can read yada, 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 right? There's that. And then when you think about Microsoft, that was a case where it was, the news was broken by The Verge and I'm forgetting the other website, my apologies. And that's how we find out, right? It wasn't like an official thing that came out. Phil said, hey, we're letting go of nearly 2000 people, right? But but here's the thing I wanna mainly focus on. So a week afterwards, their Q2 earnings report comes out for Microsoft, right? Again, we're going to lay off 2,000 people. 
their earnings report comes out and it says specifically that revenue was up 18%. Yeah, that was I mean that that layoff specifically had nothing to do with revenue. It was it was just they the Activision deal went through and they got a new company and they got rid of redundancies. So thank you for that. So what I'm the, the point I'm trying to make is that every time layoffs happen, I want people to just think about a couple of things to help to help you just quote unquote make sense of what doesn't make sense. It's that what what reasons were provided as to why layoffs were happening and and, and the number, let's be honest, the reasons, the numbers. What conditions led to that? What, how much did the company make very recently that you can look up? And if any CEOs or executive leaders take any pay cuts because of that. Now, the reason why I say that, because you're going to say, well, I don't think of any, I can't think of any case very recently where CEOs taken any pay cut or slash their 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 stocks or what have you the only reason why i say this because oftentimes when we read this when we read things about this it's like oh well we're i'm, I'm taking accountability for xyz letting all these people we're very sorry with that but again i want people to think of that's what's being said but are the actions really conveying that i'm not i'm not saying i'm not pointing any fingers but were i a leader and i'm saying i'm being held accountable Granted, yeah, Riot Games said that. We're going to give you severage packages. And so did Microsoft. Microsoft said that as well. We're going to give people severage packages. We're going to try to help make sure that they're good up until a certain point. I don't know how many months it is it, to help it, them find new work. It's uh, they, Their severance packages are dependent on uh, role and job position. So, and where they're located. And where... well. The, That's what I the, read in one of those. The pay, the pay is determined off of where they're located, but like right. some of the healthcare benefits, et cetera, that's separate. Um, um, but yes, um, in, in, in Microsoft's case, and I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying it's wrong. They, I'm, I, I am stating that this is just what it is. Um, that one wasn't a financially motivated decision. I mean, everything's a financially motivated decision, but this isn't this isn't a we're losing money, so we're doing layoffs decision. This was we bought a new company, a very large company, folded them into our company, and then let go of people that we just didn't feel we could find a place for or didn't want to find a place for. That's an excellent point. So what the, the the larger point I, I I want people to always think about is that just try to do your best to stop thinking uh, about like things as in good or bad. The thing is, these are companies. They are in here in the business. So when those earning reports come out, that things are up. If thing if something is like negative, there's going to be a statement. Or, or something that is going to talk very specifically, oh, this is why, and we're looking to address it. That is the case like 99% of the times for major companies that put out their earnings report for the shareholders to be happy. And the thing is, it's about this big company making money. Yeah, it's, there's... It's 
it, it, it's oh go ahead i'm sorry no sorry there's an unrealistic business model that has taken it's always been a thing but it's been it it it's I'm I'm calling it like a business fad, <laughs> like a business ownership fad of uh, going with like endless growth, but that doesn't work. You can't have endless growth. It literally does not like it is not possible to just have continuously endless growth. And also a lot of these tech companies and I'm including game studios, game industries in part of tech companies because they are yes do they occupy this weird niche like art art creative space yes but they are also tech companies um where they uh don't actually they're a lot of these were created without really thinking of long-term business plans if that makes sense and so like their entire business model the entire business model is hire a bunch of people on for a project and then lay them off as soon as the project is up. And that is a horrible business practice, by the way. It does not it it does not work in the in in the capacity that they're trying to do it. Because uh, like it it's um, it's also like a very common thing in like trade stuff. Like if you're like building houses or if you're doing a large project, you bring in a lot of workers. <laughs> to work on it but a lot of those workers are contracted their labor and they're going to be moving from like a uh, job site to job site like it's not like they don't continuously have a job because like when one project is up the union then sends them to another project if that makes sense um and they're kind of like taking that sort of thing and they're applying it to white collar businesses and they're doing it with but they're not doing it with like a sustainable model like at all they're just, we hire a bunch of people for a project. Oh, the project's over. Now we're laying everybody off. And instead of like retaining talent and like training talent. <laughs> and so it, it also makes it really hard to get into the games industry because like they want you to have experience already, but like you need experience to get in there, but they don't want to train anybody. <laughs> yeah. They just want to bring in people who already know. <laughs> And Bacon brings up a good point because, and that's why the recent um, GDC game developer survey, there's a, there's a stat line in there. Ash, Ash Parrish uh, wrote a really good article about it on The Verge where it, it had a stat line about the types of uh, people who have long careers in the games industry. And obviously that's gotta be, you know, white guys. And I, I think the set line is like people who have like 20 plus years in it and yada, yada, yada. And that's another reason why, and things like this is another reason why careers tend to be short or people just never come back and stuff like that. And, and, and the thing I think about is that. Is it the average like three to four years? Uh, last time I checked, I think it was five. I, I have to double check. I'm, I'm not too sure, but that's a great question. I, I do have to check. Um, I, I was I like, I know it's not more than five. <laughs> yeah, I, I normally so I had to, I have to double check. Um, um, but that's an excellent question. The thing, thing about with the layoffs too is just that the thing, and and I hate saying things like the the every person or a common person. I hate using like 
labels like that. But the thing I want people to think about is that, yes, this company, yes, of course, you could be a fan of a company that provides you these type of games, this kind of entertainment and all that. You know, that's that's just how these things work. The relationship is purely transactional. I want you to understand that. That's purely transactional is that, right? Yes, it also could be the same company where your homeboy can be out of a job in however many years. And, and, and the thing is, when I see people get um, get rightfully angry about these things, I'll always think about the things I said, like, what conditions led to this? Is there any way to really combat against it? And the thing about unionization, yes, everybody needs to unionize. What a union would help with, and I'm pretty sure Bacon um, um, ha- has more details, but what a union can help with is make the relationship between an employee and an employer that relationship very, very clear. And if layoffs do happen, they can soften the blow to a certain degree. Because I think I read something where Sega of America was going to let a certain number of people go. Like certain number of people did get let go, but like the union helped reduce that to, I, I think Polygon has an article about that. And, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting the, the exact details. Yeah, they can't. So the, what a union can do is they can um, help uh, advocate for a better uh severance packages also if if uh if a person has like um skills that can be utilized in a different department they can advocate for them to be utilized elsewhere within the company instead of just getting straight laid off they can advocate for um additional time so it's like okay so how about because uh, this person has this skill set and is working on this project they stay for an additional six months and then they'll be let go with this severance package. Mm-hmm. Um, or like uh, can being able to like, even though if you're not, you're, you're still not like, you're not working there, working there, but you're still getting paid. You get paid as if you're working there and you have like your full uh, medical benefits for like a couple months. So you have, there's, there's like time to move in, like look for a new job while also not having to like be at the place that you're at. Um, a, a, a unions can uh, advocate for like all kinds of different shit like that. Mm. Um, and and uh, we do live in a country where uh, unfortunately... Um, collective bargaining rights have been severely reduced because uh, white people would rather shoot themselves in the fucking foot than uh, let um, let I'm, I'm, I'm going to include poor whites in, uh, rather than let poor people and um, anybody of marginalized identities have anything because whiteness is a social power within the United States and better to be unemployed than to let some negro have a job uh, the thing that all, all, always uh trips me up not not trips me up but but i i find very sobering as i like i don't i don't talk a lot about this because the thing is like when i report all these reports about layouts is like i i really don't care about my feelings in the sense that my my feelings don't really matter does it feel good constantly reporting that all these people are laid off multiple times a day, multiple times a week. No, it doesn't. What it reminds me of 
is that these are the realities for a lot of people. I too am on a talking about because of well, not not directly, but but who knows the thing with media, right? I I don't know media jobs. It, that's also scary, and that's another thing I look at all the time. But anyway, pertaining back to game. Oh yeah, journalism is a mess right now. Yeah, pertaining to specifically game layoffs. The the going back to my thing is that you. The reason why, listener, as you're listening, you probably don't see me tweet or post about I feel bad because the thing is, I feel that expressing that kind of stuff doesn't really help because I feel that my personal feelings don't really matter. Even though I feel like crap reporting on these things, I can't imagine what it's like being a person who has worked however long they are in a very expensive city out of a job. That's terrifying. That That's a reality for, for a lot of people in some of these cases. So that's why I, I don't say anything because I don't know what it's like to be in the shoes of an individual. Sucks. Who, who's, who's, yeah. Who's, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right like, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> I am here. I have never worked tech job. I have never made tech job money, but I'll tell you what sucks. Getting laid off and being unemployed in an expensive ass city. Also, Uber can go like all the every delivery service can go fuck itself right now. <laughs> Speaking of you tech know. companies, yeah, that's, it, it's facts. Wait, didn't you didn't you say that because of the rising cost of like inflation and all that stuff? That's also went up. No, it's worse than that. Oh. I'll I'll get to it in a minute. I'll I'll wait till you finish, and then I'm gonna okay. go on my fuck sure. the tech companies rant. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's why i often don't convey that because again my my personal feelings on that sucks now if you want to read like good writing that really talks about layoffs in tech gaming and media aftermath the site formed by gita jackson and the core of those good writers that's a good place to read on that i believe but me personally speaking about these things again it's like like i told someone when they were, after the Microsoft thing happened, like they asked me, it's like, damn, what I could do was like, I, I know they're in the gaming space. I told them straight up, I was like, look, look, player, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I certainly hope you have like another job or something on the side or whatever. And they're like, yeah, I do. And I'm like, good. Because I'll, this is my professional opinion. I don't, I, I, I certainly wouldn't want to see you, you know, stuck because that that that's terrifying i certainly don't want that to happen to you and again i'm not saying this being cold but the thing is as a as a journalist is this like i see so many people say stuff like oh i feel bad i feel bad and the thing is i i uh, another thing too the thing about i'm, I'm working on my empathy is that i don't want to keep centering stuff on my uh, as a self because i don't know the myriad of feelings that all these people i don't know what the general rule of like thought is for like 2,000 people who lost their job and they lived out in California of all places. I don't know what that's like. And I probably never will because I can't imagine I would willingly put myself oh, it's in a even, position to do that. It's even specifically worse because Activision made people, did a, a return to office order because Activision specifically operated as if they weren't getting bought out and so just continued doing Activision fuck shit. So they made so 
they made people either they tried to do ways to like get people to quit or so they could fire them or had them move out to California and then they got bought and then like the deal went through and then those fuckers got laid off after just moving to California. So like, I'm just like, I actually fuck Activision on that one. A hundred percent. Because usually when a company is getting bought and if it's being run semi decently, cause my, my issue is I don't think most of these companies are being run well, like, at all i actually think that they're they've they've been operating primarily on luck and some of the companies that have been have like some of the studios have specifically been turning uh uh making a huge turning point and like restructuring and refocusing and because like this happens a lot with businesses where they stop and go oh wait we're not actually operating well like once they realize that endless growth doesn't work once they realize that they have to listen to all of their stakeholders and not just their shareholders once they realize how like what actual project management is and what the actual scope of the project is and uh and the cost of of labor and employee management and what turnover actually means like like once these co- like once the company actually like, realizes all these things and they go oh wait fuck holy shit none of this none of this actually works or is beneficial for us at all we actually have to be a functional company <laughs> um they it's actually a very common thing that happens in businesses where they like there's a stop there's an about face and they're like wait a second <laughs> hold on <laughs> sometimes a company which was like several companies because they like kept like buying other stuff will suddenly be like we're just gonna split again we're gonna split we don't actually want to be one let's go back to being two companies uh, like once they once all of that occurs um uh they like they, they start figuring out but like most of them i just aren't run well they're just not run well and it, it's they've just been getting lucky and are finding out because we're <laughs> really close to a recession and the tech bubble's kind of bursting <laughs> and some of it i think was forced and some and a lot of it i think is just chronic mismanagement Professionally speaking, I just come across many reports that read, maybe this isn't working for us. We're going to keep trying to do different things. And the thing about game development, I always keep telling people, I can tell you that doing my job, a lot of it is like rolling dice. It is that. I I wish I could give you something more technical, something more concrete. It's It's like rolling dice. It's all luck, but these companies don't account for the fact that it's all luck. Like, they actually don't account for that. And if you're in a business, if if you are entering a really risky business, like, which the games industry is, you need to make sure your company is prepared to... Um, eat a lot of costs before you're profitable like that that has to be assumed and they're not assuming this like they're just like it's almost it's almost like they're hoping for a get rich quick scheme like the corporate edition if that makes sense i almost want to have um 
like roll I'm, I'm rolling a d20 and i'm hoping for a 17 or higher i almost want to have erica on because this is like working with companies that are like oh we've been lucky for so long please help and erica goes well this is what you can do to function better and they go we don't want to do that and that's their job <laughs> all day every day is that interaction with companies who realize they're trying not to be lucky but also do not want to change <laughs> so right it, it's wild and so but the thing is a lot of those companies they fall they they don't they don't succeed and they're fine they they find out and the game industry has always had like the weirdest unstable way of management it's been weird just completely wild to watch and like 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 i said layoffs aren't even new to the games industry so like even with these mass layoffs like this isn't the first time we've had this level even of mass layoffs at one time it's literally built into the industry um i I honestly think that being able to hold a position for 15 years is a massive sign of privilege because most people in the game industry, like I said, the average is three to five years. And that's not a position that's held by like a lot of brown people. I'll right. Tell you that right. Up, and, so. and like, I'm like, okay, cool. So you wrote for big video game companies. Like you, you were, you, you moved your way up into like art, like, in, into like full on management positions or like director positions. Um, so yeah, like a lot of art directors end up being like in the in a company for a very long time. Like, cool, what about the people under you? How many different people under you have lost their job? And in how long of a time? And like the game industry is specifically designed to get new talent, burn that talent out and then fire them. The other I know I'm saying controversial shit. Uh, <laughs> no, well, a lot of what you said is is stuff that I, I see is regularly spoken about I, among people. I just oh, God, I'm sorry. the only I just feel bad for people who haven't realized that your job doesn't like you. I'm you are a commodity and not a person. I'm glad you said that. And planes flying over my head. I apologize. I'm gonna wait until it's gone. Okay. Well, I, I, I heard the plan, but it is what it is. You don't need to apologize yeah. for that. We all okay. we all live on the we love all live on the so, nobody until we get the, until I pop open a studio in um, Los Angeles, we're gonna have to deal with uh, ambient noise. It's fine. So to Bacon's point, and I don't say this to be cold, I, I, I just say this matter of factly, and I understand people might be angry, but the thing I think about is over in gamesindustry.biz, like if you read um, This Week in Business, not this one, but the last one, it makes up a great point where we are not our work. We aren't. Because the thing is, the other unfortunate thing I think about, but I don't comment about, but I also think about sometimes as I'm reporting things is when I see people express, I, I, I love this company. I did XYZ for it. I was here for however many years. I just think, I understand you took a lot of pride in that. This was your job. This was whatever it meant to you. I understand where that's coming from because the way the system is built, these are things that they want us to really 
put her. Yo, I mean, there, there's wait, also... wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I want, I want to say this before. I, I know you got a point. Hold on to it. Don't lose it. I want to say this real quick. But it blows, it, it blows my my head into like puzzle pieces when I see this. When someone says, "I love this company for however many years," I think in one case very recently I saw, "Oh, I was here for like ten years. This company meant everything to me." But person, you still got let go. You weren't bulletproof. No one is. And the thing is, that's not an indictment to that person's career. I'm not saying that they didn't do good work. These are the functions of companies. This is what they do. It's not a reflection on yourself and your career. I'm just saying, but at this time, aren't you kind of thinking maybe you shouldn't have done all that where your life, it sounded like your life was your job? I don't know. And these I things mean, suck. I mean, so like, I think, I think it's perfectly fine to love the work that you do. I think it's perfectly fine to even love your job. Like getting fulfillment and enjoyment out of your job and your career is a blessing. I think that's great. I want that, but I'm also stating like, like I broke my body. Literally, it does not function doing something that I love to do and I would never do that again. I would take better care of myself. I would prioritize myself and I would try to make sure that I'm working in like better environments and I wouldn't ignore things. Um, it's absolutely fine. To, I, I think it's even fine to like really put your all into your job if you love it because self-satisfaction, but you need to not make your identity your place of work. Mm -hmm. like like you can even because like you know when you when you work for a company and you're doing well for a company it feels good like getting like getting that it, it feels good when you're like I did that and I'm getting recognized for that like that feels good right but like you still need to make sure like that your identity is not your job and if you are going to get laid off or if you you need to be able to envision yourself at not that job or not that sp specific place because you can also do your same job not there you can you can also like there's also things that you can even if you can't do that specific same job there's things that you can do that you loved at that job elsewhere you are not like tied to that one place and businesses will 100% take advantage. And I feel so, this is what I feel bad for is um, people whose love of their work and love of where they work, that gets taken advantage of by these companies. Because like I said, at the end of the day, you are a commodity. You are not actually a human being. You are a number on a piece of paper on that they put that is part of their uh, labor and data software. You are making them X amount of money. You are costing them X amount of money. You are a dollar sign. You are not actually a person. You may be a person to your boss. You may be a person to your colleagues. You are not a person to the people who matter. There was a, there was a point where one of the recent layoffs, I won't say which one it was. I won't say which one it was because I don't want anything to be like self-identifying. I saw the news. And then I thought, oh crap, is XYZ okay? So I DM'd them, 
I'll be like, yo, you good? I don't think they responded to me for like, it had to have been like a little over an hour, hour and a half, whatever, but I was worried. They're like, I'm okay. And I was like, cool. And then I thought, damn, how many times have I like done that? You know? This uh, man, getting laid off sucks. Like you can fucking hate your job and be praying to get laid off and you get laid off and it still sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and, and, you know, the, the thing too is just like, and that's the other thing that I see a lot of where people talk about like the human, the human, the very real human factor, like Bacon has been talking about. It's like, once you're there, that situation versus like what leads to it. And, and, and a lot of times I see people like ask, well, if a company is making this amount of money, how do these things happen? Or I suppose they, and, and, and again, it's just like, like Bacon said, this is not the first time. And I saw someone said that already in January, we're like halfway to the job cuts that were made uh, last year. Yeah. And, and again, I would say before you get coming. into this, right, before you get into this industry, or if you want to like, think about what, what path, this is what I'll say uh, professionally, this is what I'll say professionally and seriously. If you certainly want to do this, think about which path for you is the most sustainable, which, which one you think will lead to longevity, which one you, you, you think will work out the best for you with your needs. And the thing is, those type of jobs and studios exist, albeit they're being made or people are helping create them, but they're out there or eventually they will be, right? I, again, professionally, I want to say is that I don't want you to go into this being caught, quote unquote, off guard. Like I told somebody, it's like, listen, I don't, if there's a case where I write a story and, and it just happens to be somewhere where you are, certainly I'm going to be worried about you. I'm going to do the best I can. So if I see something, I'll let you know. But it's like, I, I certainly don't want you to be in a position where you thought of, damn, why did this happen to me? Where I want you to be very aware. This is one of the real possibilities that might happen, you know? And, and, and that's the biggest takeaway I want people to to have. Like, I'm not saying you shouldn't get into this. You should do you should do what you feel like. Because the thing is, you only live once, right? If, if this is what you want to do, if you want to get into the field, whichever it is, media, game development, game making, whatever... Follow great. your passions. Go for it. Yes, great. Go for it. But please consider what you think will work out the best for you in terms of longevity and sustainability. There is nothing wrong with thinking about those things because I certainly don't want you, brown person, uh, gender fluid person listening to this, black person listening to this, migrant person listening to this, and then you just on a chopping block. I'm not saying that won't happen in the future. It very well maybe, but at it, least it won't be as bad as perhaps somewhere else. The number of people that I know who used to work at Google and who like went in with passion and came like com came out of there completely burned out after a few years is fucking wild. And that burnout rate is much faster for marginalized folks. 
It's so bad. Like they they actually just want they they just want to milk you for your creative talent and um and and chew you up and spit you out. So like whatever like get into any any of these creative industries but like protect thyself, protect thy creativity. Um honestly, put yourself before the company because the company doesn't fuck care about you. Even if your company cares about you, if they got a parent company, that parent company doesn't care about you. <laughs> Let me put Tencent and Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 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 uh the Wizard of the Coast layoffs. That was actually that was that was executed by Hasbro. Hasbro told the Wizard of the Coast, you've got to lay off X number of people. That's how that works. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to find something that I read that and was actually that happened with Riot. Tencent specifically was like, right, you gotta lay off these bitches. <laughs> you oh, Aaron's just laughing because bitches has entered my lexicon in actually it's the more tired I am, the more bitches comes out. Yeah. It's been right. an adventure journey. Sorry, <laughs> right, uh, you don't have to. You don't have to apologize. Yeah, um, don't, uh, don't, don't apologize. It just makes me laugh because I've I've been hearing you speak for so long that um, I guess like I got a memo. It's like, so, sir, yeah, um, uh, Bacon uh, has been uh, using the word bitch um, quite a lot, quite a lot right across the base. And like, hmm. and, and, and I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> and that's all I can do. It's just it's like, it's like no, hmm. it, it goes in waves. There's a new, there's a new word every, there's another word every couple months that like comes to the forefront. Uh, it, I, yes, it's no problem. It just it makes me, it just makes me laugh. It's, it's bitches right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> before we move on to the next thing, I, I wanted, I'm, I'm gonna read an excerpt from um this week in business uh regarding like the the layoffs at microsoft and right where <clears throat> i can't and, and it goes i can't even begin to imagine the anxiety of spending years working on a project knowing the boss is practically excited about flushing all the work down the toilet if the testing metrics ever dip it's today is today the day you find out you wasted years of your professional life for nothing no maybe tomorrow then maybe tomorrow Yeah. So. Have your midlife crisis early. It's fine. Yeah. No, don't have it early, actually. I, I can't recommend it. Yeah, it's just um one 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 side thing I'll add is just that seeing a lot of layoffs and reporting a lot of layoffs certainly keeps me in um what's the word I wanna say? Like plan B is always in my head. Vigilance. Like that, that is really ready to go. Look, the word say, the word is vigilant. Say, my nigga, you work in news. It better be in your head. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, no. Plan B is ready to yeah, go. The word you know is the word is vigilant. By the way, you remain. Yeah, vigilant. vigilance. Yeah, thank you, vigilant. Thank you, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's wild because we're in a with 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 news and journalism right now we're in a space where um first off there's a uh a, a companies who don't know how to run their businesses want to try and replace people writers 
with AI, which doesn't even mm. make sense because like AI can't do that. Like AI cannot, it literally can, it, it, it cannot do this. It cannot, AI is not at a space where it can recognize a context within language. Like it's able, it's, it's basically like super advanced pattern recognition. It cannot give you the context on why something is bad or what, or, or give analysis. And that's like a huge part of journalism is analysis and opinion and like thought. Um, it, it can't do that. Uh, it, it, it just can't. Um, it is not a person. And so, but like these, like the, 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 these people who don't see because the problem is they don't see people and they don't see talent and they don't see people as actual talent and things that are not just expendable. Um, they think that this talent and creativity is super easy to replace. Um, they're also having an issue with monetization because like before, like there were a lot of different ways you could monetize the newspaper, but with everything going online, uh, print is not really a thing for when it comes to the news right now. Uh, a lot of there's a the pivot. We talk about this on the last episode, which um, the the pivot to TV and video is extremely expensive, and you still need to maintain professionals to do so. You need to maintain even more talents. Like, yes, you don't need a new like a an editor for your written articles, but guess what? You do need a video editor. <laughs> you need video and audio editing. You still need an editor for the written like written components of it. Like you can't just like, I'm going to jot down some notes and then say it. Like, I mean, we can because we're a fucking podcast, an independent podcast. And we can do whatever the fuck we want premium. Um, <laughs> but like, like, on a professional level, you you can't do that, and so, and then you also have. Uh, we also mentioned this, like you have like you know the fucker who bought the L.A. Times and was like, wait, how do I make money with this? It's just bleeding money, and it's like, yeah. And then you have you you have um, uh, uh, companies like Google specifically trying to lobby the government to not pass things, and Meta is all Meta actually is also part of this um trying yeah. to uh lobby against uh news organizations getting kickbacks from them utilizing their shit for free hmm. so and it's just like and and i know none of us are paying for subscriptions <laughs> that's not true i did buy an atlantic subscription before they were on some fuck shit but i used school money for that and it was fine Mm -hmm. um and i also really needed it because <laughs> <laughs> um, like also these subscription prices are exorbitant but like they they're not mm -hmm. making money like and you still have to make money to give your employees benefits and we don't want our news specific we actually don't want our news uh government owned because we want to have more opinions I think about uh, how, yes, I think about how 
Meta, then Facebook, really hit, hit, hit a blow to online news. Because um, you, you can look this up, <clears throat> but if Meta didn't do what they did, I keep saying Meta, it was Facebook then, whatever, you know what I mean. Anyway, if they didn't do what they did with online media and that blow would take, like, it, online media would likely be in a different spot than it is. Like, I don't think too much, but but certainly I don't think it would be as bad pertaining to, like, you know, online advertisements and getting the cut of revenue and what have you. But, like, they uh, the thing... actively blocked can, can Canadians from having access on threads. And we're like, no, we didn't do that. We're like, but you did. Mm. <laughs> because of stuff that passed in Canada that would require Meta to give <laughs> news organizations kickbacks. Right. The thing I, I think kickbacks I can't think of the actual word right now, but it's yeah, re- re- revenue, ad revenue, all that good stuff, like uh, revenue clicks, all that. But the the thing I think about with media, especially, is that. Um, I always get scared because I think about like local media in particular because I still think like the height of really good journalism is whatever your local reporter or paper is doing because the thing is that's not something that kind of digging research and work because it's local meaning that they have time to really dig into stuff like that's not something you really see replicated in corporate media or our larger media outlets, even though they have the resources, they do, but it, it's not the same. And I always get scared because it's like, when you lose a local paper, that to me, that is scary because that's like a resource that's not coming back. No. Like really and, good journalism. And it's not even, and like local, local newspapers, it's not even just like, just a really good source of uh, journalism. It's, integral to the community Mm -hmm. it's how the community in that area receives news and it's news that's important to that community there's also a lot of like you know a lot of community organize organizing or work that gets like reported through those news stations so it's like it's extremely detrimental to the local community when they lose their newspaper Like you, you suddenly don't know like important stuff about the high schools that are hap- like with that's happening with the high schools. You don't know about that particular sheriff being a fuck ass. Like th- you don't like. There's uh uh you hear a lot about environmental poisoning stuff like that. That all always always starts on a local newspaper level. Almost always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I just think about recently. I've seen multiple reports about how the mayor of Miami, in particular, he's in kind of hot water because the thing is, when he, during the whole time when he was trying to do, he was trying to court Bitcoin over here in Miami, oh and when we had F one, was it F one? Yeah, when we had an F one race, you see that he was hanging out with some like rich people, and there's like allegations of. Where did he get this money? Where are all these things coming from? And that kind of reporting is being done by, you know, the Herald, uh, the New Times, for example. And, you know, that's really good reporting. That's, that's like people like digging into that kind of thing. But the thing I will say about media is to every, you know, every day as I wake up, 
I see something about, you know, people being let go and kind of like that. And yeah, it's scary. It, it, is it a good feeling to wake up and think, damn, I might be next? No. But again, I have my plan B ready to go. I, I, I really can't like think of it any other way. The, the one thing that did take me back one time was that seeing Aaron, you, you saw how they let go of like the Sports Illustrated people, right? I was yeah. just like, so y'all did all that shit with the AI and then you just let people go. Oh, that's bold. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that was like, that was such a ridiculous thing too. I'm like, you literally can't replace, like, it's not, what are you doing? This is such a bad business. Like you are tanking your own company, actively tanking your own company. It got <laughs> called out for having fake writers. People pointed that out. They took that down. And then only for months later for us to find out, okay, yeah, we let everybody go. Or damn near everyone, and I'm like, "Where's your fucking newspaper?" You know what I'm saying? I, Where's I, your I fucking guess, journalism? I, I guess that's why Yahoo be keep hiring people. I don't know because it's going over there, but so I don't know. Um, but yeah, and but anyway, this is I know this has been a downer. I wanted to pivot to something else uh, to like keep it light before like for the next okay. I don't know like twenty two minutes. Say- I was gonna say before before we get it, I, I got a doubter because I have yeah. I have more fuck these tech companies. Absolutely. Oh right, 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 right. Go ahead, go ahead. Floor's yours. Go ahead. In in this this week in Bacon's uh fuck tech companies segment. Um okay, so there's been a lot of talk about mm-hmm. like how gig workers need mm-hmm to have minimum wages right yep. right yes. we're yes. we're all agreed on this like they yes. need they need to be paid like these these tech companies that are trying to be tech companies even though they're operating a whole taxi service but they're trying to not be a taxi service mm-hmm. uh, and they're trying to find every fucking legal loophole in the book um to operate or trying to rip people off and pr- not pay people so two years ago Two years ago, 2022, in Seattle, uh, an ordinance passed, a local ordinance passed to Seattle that provides a livable wage for app-based delivery drivers. Um, That went into effect in January. This And this affects every app-based delivery service all of them instacart shipped um uber doordash grubhub even though some of them own each other at this point because they just Mm. have been eating each other up yep uh (laughs) eating each other up i see what you did there hey uber ate postmates Mm -hmm. um uh and you know it passed. It 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 actually it it wasn't even controversial. It passed. So they freaked out then, and they were just like, "We're probably gonna have to pull out Seattle, et cetera, whatever." It's been two years. They've had two years to figure this out. Shit went through, and over. And I'm gonna tell you what they did during that two years. They've been increasingly rising fees, mm. and then when the ordinance passed. Both the service fees, which, by the way, the service fee is supposed to just be the restaurant 
but it's not uber and doordash etc do also have service fees like like it's actually part like they say that like oh no this isn't actually part of ours this is actually part of the restaurant operational cost with like Mm -hmm. packaging and stuff that's not true they also put a fee in there um part of the ordinance also declares that you have to list what your fees are and so they this local service fees across all of these apps rose and then they all put on a specific local operating fee that is titled such in whichever way thinking like that's going to make people not be pissed off at them because you know you do that so you can attack voters right it's an election year do you want to know how what the cost is in fees what what a $26 meal from uh, a Thai place uh, had $15 in fees. Excuse me, what? Aaron, why are you excusing me the what? I sent you the screenshot. You thought it was a meme. Oh, I was doing it for dramatic effect. I, I think that also happened here. It, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. An Uber from an Uber to downtown, mm. $50. How far away is that? It is 30 minutes bus trip. Shit. Okay. And that's, and fifth, 10 of those minutes is waiting for the bus. Mm. If, if, if the express lanes are open, it's like 15 minutes. On the light rail, and I'm thinking like the out, like I'm not like, I'm, I'm thinking like like south, if you're coming from like um, south Seattle or north Seattle or whatever, because um, the light rail goes all the way through. It goes from the airport. It goes actually from like Angle Lake all the way up to north Seattle. And there's a lot of stops along the way now. They've increased so many. Like, if you're just going from, like, one of the not downtown points to downtown, it's literally 15 minutes on the link rail. And the link rail is, like, $2, 3 It's, like, $3. $50 Uber. Yeah. Three years ago, it was 25 Hmm. Oh. Price literally doubles. A month ago, a month ago, it was 35. Mm. This week, it was literally 50. (laughs) They have lost their goddamn minds. I don't know why they think this is going to be effective. We don't actually like tech companies here. Yes, is Seattle full entirely of tech companies, but very angrily. <laughs> oh, this is uh, kind of this is exponentially exponentially increased. What I am going, I, I it's a phrase I borrow from a friend. Uh, they call it the disability tax because mm. when you are disabled, you have to pay extra costs for stuff be- just to like function. So, like, if you, for instance, like if you buy an onion versus a chopped onion, that chopped onion is $5 when the onion is less than a dollar. That is a disability tax. 
So um, even though we like to, I I honestly think that ordering out food as a luxury is classist. I yeah. think it's classist and ableist mm -hmm. and with an extra dose of go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Nintendo scholarship sponsorship. Sorry, Aaron. Um, <laughs> no, don't worry. It's a Pal World sponsorship, but there's really no difference. It's fine. Please continue. But where's my pink guns? Let's keep talking. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I, I've, I've maintained this for a long time because guess what? Poor people also need to eat, and sometimes yeah. poor people don't have the time to eat. And I don't think I don't think that poverty should exclude you from like having not McDonald's. Mm -hmm. I think that's super classist. And if you have a problem with that, go examine why. Right. Hmm. Go sit with yourself because that's some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because um, <laughs> something I think about often, uh, the thing is, outside of my, my vision and having the, I forget what the very, very mild term of uh, sickle cell anemia is, but anyway, I still can walk a block or two before I'm in the vicinity of, I want to say, five restaurants. But the thing is, that's the ability I have because I'm able to do that. But the thing is, to Bacon's point, if you're disabled and you order that on the apps, now you're looking at something that's running, what, you said $40, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh. I'll, I'll like I I can send you the same screenshot I sent Aaron. I was pissed. Mm -hmm. I I was pissed. And like so, I have chronic fatigue syndrome. Right. Walking for ten minutes can put me on my ass for several days. It mm -hmm. sucks. So I do have restaurants near me. Going to that restaurant can make me literally sick. Like I can get, and when I I. I hate saying flu-like symptoms because people have like uh, made it sound not as serious as it is. So like right. when I say flu-like symptoms, I mean, I get a, from walking 10 minutes, I get a fever, a sore throat and coughing up science and um, have full body aches and chills mm -hmm. from walking. So like making if i'm in a fatigue flare-up making food for myself is one of the hardest things to do also i still don't have full use of my right hand and i'm right-handed so mm. like cooking with like and with my food sensitivities food is probably like outside of financial like like food food stress has actually exceeded my financial stress because i ain't got money so, like, just making sure I can eat, like, a regular, like, eat the amount of food that I need to eat has become, like, the biggest stressor in my life. My parents were like, I'm sorry that we're not, like, doing anything or we're not going anywhere or anything when I went to visit them for five days. And I went nine days without having to worry about food is the best Christmas present I could ever have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
so like yeah and so i was like i was just like i was looking i was i was looking at him like this is bullshit um the fees on my instacart order you don't even want to know they also change the way that they do all of their tip structuring so like they even specifically say like because you know before they would show the tips coming up first and now they're like now what they say is uh seattle drivers like drivers now get 26 dollars, which they do they it's like 26 something uh, they can get up. I think some of the wording is up to twenty six dollars or whatever something odd sense per hour. Uh, so tipping is not necessary. Like it's literally they they state like this is how much drivers are getting paid before you get before you can see the tipping option. Like that's not absolutely nefarious and like we can't see what you're fucking doing there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of that, I will say, is um, I I often think about how how um, elected officials like making policies is often what it what do they say is often like five years behind what it should be regarding to tech and stuff like that. Is that right? Five or six? I'm gonna say it's that way with everything, but yeah, I, I mean, I I agree. Like, it's not wrong. Yeah. yeah, they're behind with tech. Policy right. is so behind on tech. Yeah. And and I also think too is the, the thing you often see is that um people don't give a shit about people with uh disabilities unless they're the person with the disabilities. But yeah, you're right. You know, the thing is if we had elected uh, uh elected <laughs> elected officials who really gave a shit, like they would have implemented these rules and would have told all these tech companies, no, you can kick rocks. This is what we're going to do to make sure you don't price gouge. And I think about that because when I went to the airport and I got an Uber, my trip ride was almost $60. And the the time, and and I was thinking, why was that? And the the reason why it was that they get away with explanations. Like stuff is like, it was almost eight o'clock. I was passing through a school zone. You know, that's like morning rush hour traffic or whatever to get to the airplane. But still, that's bullshit. There's an extra, there's, there's actually an extra fee for airport pickup. Right. Like, they're, they're, I mean, there actually is. Yes. It's in the app. It's um, bullshit. I, I speci- when people come visit Seattle, I specific, specifically say, I'm like, because the light, so our light rail, and I know a lot of people are like really iffy with public transit. But yeah. the light rail is literally $3. So anytime mm. somebody comes to Seattle, I'm like, listen, I understand you probably are nervous about public transit and you don't like public transit. But unless you're getting a hotel next to the airport, do not pay for a driver unless you absolutely fucking have to because it is a minimum, and this is before this is before they price gouge. It was seventy dollars to get um to go to the airport from like anywhere. Like it's sixty dollars from the airport to downtown Seattle. It's like seventy dollars to go anywhere not downtown, and that was before this bullshit. And again, this ordinance passed in twenty twenty two. They had two fucking years. And during those two years, they exorbitantly raised their fees. And then overnight, raised them even higher 
on literally everything. Shipped has now said that they're just not going to operate in Seattle or because like Shipped was partnered with Target and now they're like not going to. Instacart is threatening to limit their, um, I mean, they're not, Instacart's not going to fucking limit their, mm. do you know how many fucking grocery stores are here? <laughs> they're not going to, but they're threatening to. And it's like, go fuck yourself. First off, you need the consumers here more than we need you. Like, I mean, listen, I do rely on delivery services. Like, I 100%, I can't carry my own groceries anymore. 100% rely on them. However, uh, figure something out. <laughs> figure something out. If I have to, if I have to order all of my perishables online and they co- and they get shipped to me in boxes in two days, and I just go to the grocery store for eggs and milk, I will fucking do it. <laughs> Excuse me, non perishables yet, but yeah, it's fucking bonkers. Anyway, that was I had to get that out of my system. I'm so no, no, pissed. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you you had to because the thing is, that's a reality for millions of people and. The thing I uh, I constantly think about is that a lot of people do not think about these things because it doesn't affect them because unfortunately that's how people operate. A lot of people, not all, but you know, and we don't have enough policymakers who who really care about those things. And yeah, they they we sh- we should have had laws passed immediately. Long ago. Immediately, as soon as they were trying to, as soon as they were trying to pull that, we're like, it's gig workers, they're contracted employees, bullshit, we should have had stuff on contracted employees, but there are other companies that were lobbying against that, because it would affect them, because they all, they, like, contracted labor is how you can get out of paying people, um, uh, for, and, and you can get, you can get away with not giving them benefits, uh, and the you know what the shitty part is is this is also going to this also is hurting local businesses. It's not just hurting, um, you know, the consumers. It's also hurting the local businesses here, and that's so shitty. Just because people need to get fucking paid, and also like for people to be like twenty six dollars is too high. Okay, our minimum wage here, like in general, is like we have like two minimum wages if you're a company of so it's based off of company size so oh. if you have if you have under 500 employees i want to say it's like 17 something if you have 500 or more employees you're required to pay like you're it's like 20 dollars an hour mm. so like we we have a scaled minimum wage we've had this for years um it actually started they actually tested it first at SeaTac the airport and then after observing that for a few years they expanded it to washington state Ah. so so like we actually do have like like we actually do have a, a, a tiered of minimum wages which i agree with i think that's fine um um so the 26 dollars an hour like 26 dollars an hour for a gig worker who's like you know, like it's, it's car gas delivery. Like that makes sense to me. Like it's not that weird and it's not that far off and it's not that it, it's not that different from, uh, 
uh, what the actual minimum wage is when you're considering what the actual job is, if that makes sense. Mm. So, like, it it makes sense. Yeah. Um, at first, I was like, wow, that's high. And then I was looking, reading more of the details, and I was like, wait, never mind, this makes sense. And again, mm-hmm. it's up to $26. Mm. Yeesh. Yeah, I'm pissed. These no, no, rightfully so. You should be. You should they be. lost their goddamn minds. No, absolutely. And we, we can only hope people are focusing on that because that needs to stop. Yeah, the luckily, like the new, like the local journalism around it has really been on like, like it, it hasn't the all of the local reporting on it hasn't been from has been from a a, a full overview of the situation and not just a these fees are hurting Americans. Mm. <laughs> Minimum wage increases hurting Americans. It's like no, look, like and again, like I said, this past like two years ago, and these companies are excuse are like like I think Uber specifically was just like we tried to get them to change their minds, and I'm like an ordinance passed. You can't change their minds. It was already laid out. What are you talking about? the only thing that needed to be like gone over was the overall implementation but like that was in the ordinance when it passed buddy oh my god yeah i'm just i'm losing my brain no no, no, understandably so now okay now for something lighthearted yes something lighthearted thank you because i had it in my head now listener what i'd like for you to do is as you're listening to this, I want you to please go on social media and look up the Halo account. You'll probably yes! see that in some colors, and you're wondering, what is this? Now, in response to you, I would just like to say this. Add some Kinte to your Tims. Add some Kinte to your rims. Add I, some I, Kinte wait, to your jeans. Add some Kinte to the Marines. <laughs> Did you make a poem? No, I'm reading the lyrics from Asim Kinte, the song. Like, make it. I posted this in all my black discords for everyone that's found that stupid social media. You have to listen to it. Oh, my God. I will make it. Hold on, wait. No, you have to listen to it. I'm going to post it. What's the name of the song? Uh, Add some Kinte. That is literally the title of this song. It's what I responded to to the tweet. That's what I say. Like I've used it as a reaction to that tweet. Now, now, just just to add some context, it's that, that you see Master Chief in, in colors that that look like you know the like literally you. Kente, literally like Kente colors. Okay. It looks like he's wearing a kufi. Okay, they added the Kente fabric pattern to the um like the the, the, yeah, the shield part of the helmet and then the rest of the armor is basically the pan african flag yes it is the most ostentatious goofy ass shit and i love it so much because it is it's just so misguidedly corny but i've also met so many misguidedly corny negroes that it also doesn't feel out of place like you know you know brothers who would unironically wear that i i i'm sure you know that there's people 
I bet. Guy, yes. I bet you. I bet you some Negro went to a con before wearing that, and that's what that's modeled after. I that that shit had me crying. It's so bad. No, no, no shade, but like every single black Discord I saw was someone came across that. I just posted that add some Kente song, and I'm just laughing. That shit is hilarious. And that was, was on day I, one of Black History Month. Day one. It was yeah, that was that master uh a uh, Kente Master Chief is um uh offic- is the official uh black history uh halo. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I I'm like I'm like thank you for this gift to black people. <laughs> thank you. Like I think, like I said, I think like the worst and best part to me is I know that there are black folks who, because this, this, and you know, the specific breed and brand Mm. of black folks I'm talking about, because we are not a monolith and we Mm. have subcultures. Mm -hmm. Our, Our culture has subcultures and there's a specific brand of black person that will unironically with pride uh utilize that and i am so happy for them i am so happy for you i am so happy for them and then the bitches who are absolutely gonna wear it ironically and i'm also happy for you get these jokes off i i it it, (laughs) (laughs) thank thank you thank you uh halo people for the black history month memes All of social, all all the black folks across all of social media got their jokes off. Uh, I, would, I would just like to say a, a thank you for this gift. Thank you for letting <laughs> us roast you for three. It's been three days, right? No, four days. This is the fourth day of roasting. It's still going. Uh, it's still going. Aaron, what are your thoughts? I don't care. I want to wear it. I might. Have to download the game to access the skin. I don't. I don't. I have Game no, Pass, so I can. So it, it's funny that he says that. I think he posted that that meme or whatever about Tekken Eight. He's like, "Yeah, but you're black. You you know how to play Tekken." I mean, <laughs> okay, but it's true. It's true though. So it's like you know, it's. I mean, a- a- Atlanta is the um, Tekken is the uh, Tekken capital of America. Can confirm. Mm-hmm. So if if it's Tekken, it's Atlanta than New York. In Texas, so and I mean just the and, Southwest. And, you can just include the Southwest. And if we're going to pull the camera back, the best worldwide region of in Tekken is Pakistan now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you know, it's a brown, it's it's a thing, you know, like um uh, Mexican folks in King of Fighters. Yeah. So you yep. know, it is what it is. We own some of this. You know, it's fine. Oh yeah, we were having that whole conversation about Latinos and King of Fighters the other yes. day. Yes, I uh, love culture. I love cultural fighting games. I didn't. I've the first time I ever played um, King of Fighters was in Mexican. Was in a Mexican restaurant or a Mexican arcade in a restaurant. So I've I, it's listen. I love it because it uh, did. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 was one of those things where like I didn't think it was a thing, and then I thought back to every single arcade machine that I, like arcade place in uh arcade machine back in Tucson and mm-hmm. in just Southern Arizona in general, and I went wait. 
There was more King of Fighters than Street Fighter. Yep. There was so much King of Fighters. Mm-hmm. It was just all King of Fighters and Soul Calibur. Right. And uh, I didn't realize how popular King of Fighters was because it wasn't very popular in New York where I was. It was very popular out west. and I mean, southwest and west. I didn't know that until, like you said, you started, they saw pull the camera back and stuff. I didn't know. So... But yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for the Kente. I'm here for the um ridiculous um Black History Month corporate pandering because it's I... never it never <laughs> fails to be hilarious. So Woo-hoo. I listen, uh, that that corporate representation is so desperate and earnest and disingenuous that it is in and of itself an event that I'm like, you know what? Fine. Give me the Ken- give me the Kente headman for my for my guardian. I'll put it on. Fuck it. You know what? It's fine. What does it say on the back? Dr. Pepper? Celebrates black. Yeah, fine. Whatever. I get a Dr. Pepper and a headband. Sure. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I, you nailed it. I'm, I'm just looking forward to what else there, there is because there's 29 days in the month. And I'm just looking forward to whatever else we're going to see. Because, you know, every year there's always something funny that happens or a series of funny things that keep happening. So, you know, it's, go- it's going to be uh, interesting to say the least. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I I I on I truthfully was not expecting that to start off the month, but you know what? Like Bacon said, I'm thankful for the memes and the laughs because someone, <laughs> someone. I'm saying this real quick, and I'll be done. I'll be done. I'll be done for real. Someone DM me, and then they were like. Now, why Master Chief got a koofy on February 1st? Listen. I was like, I don't know listen. Here. I don't listen. I always say any weird Master Chief skin is canon to the television show where that nigga's wild as hell. So I don't. That's that's that. that it, all weird Master Chiefs are canon. They're the TV show guy. And uh, it makes sense. So. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. Television show had a what was the television show had Master Chief having sex, getting his dick wet. So again, that's the canon Master Chief. You wonder why which Master Chief would be wearing Kente would wear Kente armor on Black History Month? The one that he what was it? What if I remember? He removed his emotional inhibitor chip, and uh, he was having sex within the <laughs> within twelve hour windows. Fucking. So you know what. That's Master Chief. There you go. So you want to know how? What does this have to do with Halo? That Master Chief, the one gone off the Molly, the one who took out his inhibitor chip, the one, um, <laughs> the one in the club, <laughs> sweating with the with the two with the drink in each hand. That Master Chief is wearing the Kente armor once he's done with brunch. And uh, I think that unless anything, anyone has anything else to add, um. Real quick, uh, if you like to listen to a nice EP with someone is actually singing, it's like, hey, this is kind of nice. Bless you, Bacon. If you want to listen to a nice EP with someone singing, and it's pretty good music and vocals, whatever. Miles has a EP called Baby Blue. It's really nice. It's this, it's this young artist. Um, he has great vocals, talented. It's going to get you right. Anything else am I missing? No. 
But if you are a black person listening to this, you are of the African diaspora, I want to tell you this. For this month, I hope your lotion is extra moisturizing and your water is extra refreshing and don't nobody uh, like play you this month. That's it. Glow. Let be your best authentic self. Don't be don't be changing for nobody. Hold on. Uh, is uh, this the song you're talking about? And there should be a video on Facebook because the music video is not on YouTube. I think they they took it down. Well, fair enough. Thank you guys for listening. And I think we're going to wrap it with add some Kente. Get Black History Month going. Add some kente to your life. Never fails. too old but this feels like something kim wayans would be doing by the way like <laughs> this feels so much like kim wayans that it's, I did. it's from a, com- a black comedy show yeah i know but it, it has to it feels so much like i miss kim wayans so much yeah yeah oh my god all right now we're leaving <laughs>